When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's episode of When in Romance is brought to you by the Read Harder Journal for uh, your next year's reading, created by Book Riot. That's right, our site, Book Riot. This smartly designed reading log consists of entry pages to record stats, impressions, and reviews of each book you read. Evenly interspersed among these entry pages are 12 challenges inspired by Book Riot's annual Read Harder initiative, which began in 2015 to encourage readers to pick up past over books, try out new genres, and choose titles from a wider range of voices and perspectives. You can indulge your inner book nerd and read a book about books. You can get a new perspective on current events by reading a book written by an immigrant. You can find a hidden gem by reading a book published by an independent press and so much more. Each challenge will include an inspiring quotation, an explanation of why the challenge will prove to be rewarding, and five book recommendations that fulfill the challenge. It's a great gift for readers, and there is no other reading tracker that champions the activist approach to reading in quite this way. So find the Book Riot Read Harder Journal at bookriot.com slash readharderjournal, or find the link in our show notes. And welcome back to When in Romance, your favorite place to find stuff about romance. I am Jess. And I am Trisha. Are you excited, Jess? This is our recommendations episode. I am so excited. There are so many things, and I hope I won't talk too much. Oh, that's a good reminder. I should start our timer and see just how much we do talk. <laughs> um, I I feel good about our ads. We we have a we have got a list of books. We've got a list of questions. I'm feeling good. Um, before we do start that, though, we should remind everybody that in two weeks we are doing our uh, great big romance read, um, which will be pretty great. If you haven't read it already, you should find yourself a way to pick up Pride by E.B. Zaboy. Uh, and then we'll talk about it. You guys can let us know what you think about it in the meantime. Don't hesitate to shoot us questions or, or notes or anything that you're thinking about the book between now and when we record that next episode, which will be a Thursday in December, I will say like, I think it's like probably the 13th. I think it's the 13th. We record the 13th, the 13th. Um, and then it'll go up the Monday after that. Um, so we're really excited about it and we hope that you are as well. Have yeah. you read it yet, Jess? Cause I have not. I have not either. I've been saving it to savor. Oh, that was, um, that's a much better reason. I was just finishing up all the books that I wanted to make sure I had put together for our recommendations show so that is why i have not done it but the savoring thing is a better is a better option i mean that's a good reason too that is definitely a good reason more than one thing can be true Absolutely. Um, so we were going to do one of our our first recommendation and then we were going to um kind of go from there do you want to kick us off Sure. So some of you might be familiar with the term Swiss Army Recommendation. It's the book that, or maybe the author, that we recommend to mm -hmm. anybody. Um, and it's it's kind of 
that I I realized that I definitely have one that um, one particular book that no matter who you are or what I know about you, I will tell you to read it. Um, and then if for some reason that doesn't work for you, I'll tell you to read something else, but by the same author. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jess keeps re- reference, referencing an author because we both had the same author for our Swiss Army Rex. And so I uh, moved my recommendation of that to it later in the show. We'll talk about it then, but uh, it will not surprise you to find out what Jess is about to say. If you know anything about me at all, or have ever listened to me say a word, uh, you will not be surprised that I recommend to anyone who likes words in sentences, um, An Extraordinary Union by Alyssa Cole. It has, it's historical, it's got elements of activism and racial discussion, and it's about spies. I mean, what else do you want, right? Nothing. Nothing. And, you know, there's some people who are like, I absolutely refuse to read anything set in the Civil War. Okay, fine. Read another Alyssa Cole book. They're all great. Um, you can read about princesses, or you can read about a near fish, near future post-apocalyptic group of people living in the woods. Like, there are options. It's but true. <laughs> she is definitely my Swiss Army wreck. Um, so if anyone in your life just needs a book to read and you need to get them a book, try that, try that one or one of the other ones. Do you want to tell folks a little bit about the premise of it? Absolutely. So an extraordinary union is the first book in what will be a trilogy by the end of February. So, I mean, you could just wait a little bit and buy all three. Um, but this is about holiday gifts. So maybe buy the first one first. Um, <laughs> buy it now and and have your friends hooked by february yeah there we go see trisha knows how to how to do this um and it is about l who is uh, a free black woman during the civil war it takes place at the height of the civil war so it's it's not like just started or almost over it's like right at the top um and l has an eidetic memory which means she can basically hear anything read anything see anything and recall it almost completely so she goes undercover in the deep south to investigate something and she meets her partner um who is a lovely uh, Scottish-American man, um, mostly Scottish, like he grew up in Scotland and moved to the United States as a child. So, um, And he is masquerading as a Confederate soldier. So they get to work together in a plantation house without getting caught. It's interesting. (laughs) And of course, this is a romance. So they have to get over their differences and their attraction and figure out how to do all this and fall in love at the same time during the Civil War in which one half of the couple is black and the other half is white. So there's all kinds of things going on. So there are some stakes. There are some stakes. There are some stakes. Yeah. Um. Well, I think that is an excellent recommendation. An Extraordinary Union by Alyssa Cole, for those who got all caught up and weren't listening. Uh, And I think it also, and you can tell me what you think, Jess, but I think it also um, encompasses some of what 
I think about when I think about what is a good Swiss army wreck, particularly for romance. I think because people do have sort of a bias against romance, mm-hmm. I think, my recs for a larger audience or for people who are a little bit new to the genre or people who have not, who are not just generally, I kind of like to be able to show off what romance can do, mm-hmm. um, which sounds a little bit strange, but I think um, one of the books that I read and loved this year is becoming one of my new Swiss army picks. And that's the kiss quotient by Helen Huang, mm-hmm. which we have talked about a little bit on this show before. So we won't, go too far into it, but it's about, um, a woman named Stella, um, who has Asperger's and she, she's brilliant. She's an econometrist. Um, I, she's, she works in econometrics. I think, I don't know if that means you're an econom, econometrician. <laughs> okay. Well, Stella is smarter than I am. Let's just put it there. She does um, my, words. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My sister who has a degree in math is like rolling her eyes so hard right now. Um, <laughs> but she's brilliant and she's great at her job and she struggles socially. I mean, it's part of being on the um, spectrum spectrum for autism disorder. And, you know, she's getting some pressure from her family to marry or at least settle down to date more. And so she decides to uh, recruit the help of a male escort to help her meet those goals. And uh, it's one of the, I just, I love this book because first of all, the representation in it of people of different, you know, just like, people of different cultures, people of different um, places in terms of, you know, how they think about the world is really great and really sensitive. Helen Huang actually um, is also uh, on the spectrum for uh, autism disorders. And she's just, she just does such a really gracious, lovely job. And I actually recommend this book too. I bought it for a cousin of mine um, several months back who had expressed interest uh, on Facebook, even though she doesn't really read romance and she loved it. She said it did make her blush. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I said, Oh, so do you want me to not send you romance anymore? She said, Oh no, no, you should definitely feel free to keep sending me romance. But the, <laughs> the, the steamy scenes in it made her blush a little bit. But so that is, um, I think going to be a new uh, Swiss army pick for me. The, other, the only danger in that one is that because it's been so high profile, I think it was Amazon's best romance of the year this year, it's ended up on a lot of the, the big lists, is that mm-hmm. people may have already read it. So if mm-hmm. you're looking for a slightly deeper cut, the other one that I tend to always go to um, is something by Penny Reed and usually <laughs> the Winston Brothers series um, because the romantic – because people – People love romantic comedies. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that rom-com is a term that exists. Yeah. They're all about it. But in the same way that I think the kiss quotient sort of shows off what romance can be, I think Penny Reed does it in a slightly different way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she also shows off what romance can be, but her books are kind of quirky and different. And, you know, there's a an element of um, just kind of, funny eccentricity to them and they're also really really smart so the winston brothers series is a is a series that takes place in this sort of smoky mountains area of tennessee there are six brothers so guess how many books there's going to be actually <laughs> seven because they're doing a she's doing a prequel to the next one but mm-hmm. um they and all sister yes that's true it's spun off of the knitting in the city series so if you count beauty and the mustache then there's actually eight it's a whole thing Anyway, like I said, Penny Reed, thinking outside the box. Um, But there's these six brothers. They're all very different, but they're all uh, just like good guys in different ways. You know, they are very – then their heroines actually are just funny and hilarious and great, also all very different. Mm -hmm. You can tell that she works really intentionally to make – 
her book's not a cookie cutter of the one before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I will actually often recommend a different book in the series, depending on who I'm talking to. But um, Truth or Beard, which is the first one, is a, is a great place to start. You can also just take a look at the different descriptions and decide what you're most excited about and go from there. But that's another, if you're trying to introduce a friend of yours to uh, to romance in some way, that's another one that I would buy for just about anybody. You can also take a look at which cross-stitch bearded face you want <laughs> to look at for a while. An excellent point. A very, <laughs> very excellent. Yeah, her covers are fantastic. They look like the cross-stitch patterns of different men with beards, because that's the thing. All six of these brothers have beards, um, and which is just kind of a funny, but they're all slightly different. So mm-hmm. look at the different cross-stitch covers, and, and you can enjoy. It's lovely. Yeah. So uh, those are those are kind of our catch-all picks. We'll get into more specific picks momentarily. Yes, we will. But first, but first, but first, <laughs> let's we, thank one. Of yeah, we have a slightly different kind of recommendation for you. Well, let's thank one of our sponsors. So thank you very much to Cadenza by Stella Riley, an exquisite historical romance in the Times recommended Rockliff series. And I am really intrigued by the Rockliff series because I am really intrigued by this book. So. Don't miss this heartwarming historical romance with vibrant characters and exquisite period detail. In Cadenza, Julian Langham was poised on the brink of a dazzling career when the lawyers lured him into making a catastrophic mistake. Now, instead of the concert platform, he has a title he doesn't want, an estate verging on bankruptcy, and bewildering responsibilities for which he is totally unfitted. Will the young lady employed to rescue his house from chaos succeed before the famed Duke of Rockcliffe discovers her charade? Cadenza is a feast for the senses. Oh, man. So I'm like reading about all of the interesting things in this book. I'm totally into it. Um, The superb historical detail in this story makes one feel as though they're watching the whole thing unfold from behind a fan across a grand ballroom. That's a great description. I know, right? It's like I'm sort of peeking in and getting all the juicy details. Mm -hmm. Um, There are rich descriptions um, and... Stella Riley's real life experience as an historian and a musician with incredible personal knowledge of classical music and about hero Julian's instrument of choice, the harpsichord, just makes everything better. So um, I'm really looking forward to reading more about Julian and the woman that he will eventually fall in love with. Um who, uh, whose name I don't actually know, but we'll find out. It's not in the ad copy. So that's like a part of the fun surprise. <laughs> it's part of the fun surprise. That's true. Uh, um, so once again, that was Cadenza by Stella Riley. Thank you very much. You can find the author at StellaRiley.books on Facebook and Riley Stella on Twitter and on her, at her website, StellaRileyBooks.co.uk. Yay. Yay. Um, yeah, you got to take care of yourself during this busy holiday season. So if you can if you can revel in someone else's intrigue, I think that's the way to go. Yeah, absolutely. 
All right. So uh, I will read our next um, question, partly because it has your name in it. So it'd be a little weird for you to read it. Um, But (laughs) a while back, and this was a couple of months ago, so I'm not 100% sure anymore what... um, episode this is referencing but clem sent us a note and asked uh, if Je- if do you and jess give recommendations to listeners jess mentioned in the last episode that she had read uh books lately with main characters not wanting children and not having them the only book that i could think of was bet me by jennifer cruzy and clem feels like it's a really really good book so we will let you know it is actually a really really good book i agree with her mm-hmm. um and Definitely. so i would love to hear what other books you both could recommend uh so this is a thing that comes up, this came up on the um, Rom Book Love Challenge earlier this month, too, when folks were talking about uh, things that they wish they saw more of in romance. Mm-hmm. And I am actually kind of invested in trying to figure more of this out long term. Mm-hmm. But there were a f- couple of books that uh, jumped out at me short term. But in my mind, to my mind, the queen of this is Victoria Dahl, mm-hmm. uh, who writes contemporary romance mostly. She's done a couple of historicals, um, but she's got some contemporary romances out there. And the one that is most, like 100% all in, definitely the heroine does not want children's book that she has called Flirting with Disaster, um, which is a little bit of a romantic suspense book. Uh, the premise is that Isabel West is an artist who um, has been kind of hanging out in the woods in, I think, Wyoming. There, Most of her books take place in the Mountain West. Um, and she's good to go. She does not need to date. She does not need to do anything because she's had a little bit of a sticky uh, background with the law. She was involved in something that wasn't quite her fault, but she just needs to keep it under wraps, under radar. So she's hanging out, doing art, feeling good. And then suddenly, who should show up but... Tom Duncan, super hot U.S. Marshal, uh, who is investigating some goings on. And there's, of course, an immediate attraction between the two of them. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a, like I said, there's an element to the romantic suspense, but there's also this piece of she has this background stuff that might actually be related to what he's investigating that she really can't talk to him about. And so they are uh, engaging in some intimate encounters, but also (laughs) are trying not to be entirely honest with each other. It's a it's a great book. And Victoria Dahl just writes really, really fantastic heroines there. I mean, her heroes are great too, but her heroines are... I, I saw her on a panel once about subversive heroines, and she was like, I mean, I guess they're subversive. To me, they're just sort of real. They like mm-hmm. don't take any BS. They um, say what they think. They talk about how they feel, and they are uh, kind of a breath of fresh air in a genre that can sometimes... Um, not feature those heroines all the time. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm a huge Victoria Dahl fan, and Flirting with Disaster in particular is a great book. Um, there's actually a fairly lengthy excerpt that I highlighted and put on Instagram once about the heroine not wanting kids and how she couldn't wait until she was 50 and everyone would have given up on her <laughs> uh, and her hope of having children and how freeing that would be. And um, it, was a, yeah, it was fantastic. So anyway, my pick for this uh, question is Flirting with Disaster by Victoria Dahl. Awesome. My pick um, was Not Another Family Wedding by Jackie Lau. And it's interesting because this is the first book I think I've picked up in which um, both the hero and the heroine not wanting children is a key plot point. Um, Both of them ended their previous relationships because of it um, or they're those were parts of why they ended and were glad that 
they were no longer with their people. Um, and it, it comes, it comes up in both of their minds, um, when they're thinking about starting a new relationship. So let me move back because I always do that. I want you to get the key information before I actually tell you what the book is about. <laughs> um, so uh, Not Another Family Wedding by Jackie Lau, once again. Um, there, Natalie is the heroine. She's a climatology professor who like just talks about global warming and is upset about you know how people do things and don't acknowledge it and if we could just like lower our f- carbon footprints individually, you know, we might actually survive the earth. Um, we might, we, we might, might survive or better. The earth might survive us. The earth might survive us. That, that would, that would actually be the, the preferable thing. Um, and she is heading to her sister's um, wedding and uh, A, doesn't want to go alone because she doesn't want the elders of the family asking her all the questions when she's getting married, when she's having kids, all of that. Um, and she also knows that something is going to happen because at family gatherings, something happens. It doesn't matter what, but something. There is family drama of all kinds on both sides of the family and it's just a thing. So she invites her best friend Connor to come with her. Yes, this is a friends to lovers um story and she and Connor met in in school and have been friends for over a decade. They've seen each other go through relationships and basically know each other back to front. Um, except for the whole thing about neither of them wanting kids. Neither of them seems to know that about the other. Um, so Connor goes with her to Natalie's hometown and hangs out with the family. There's this whole thing, like, I didn't know you had a boyfriend. And it's like, oh, no, we're just friends. And then, of course, things happen. Because... Well, I would think so, because you said they know each other back to front. And that sounds like an innuendo if I've ever heard one, Jessica Pride. Ah, oh, Trisha. Um, I'm just saying. <laughs> it, it, well, yeah, there's that, too. Um, anyway. So things happen. Something does happen at the wedding. And it's just it's there are far fewer stakes in this book than there are in an extraordinary union. But they're just as important. And it's like I said, the whole fact that Natalie doesn't want kids is addressed, discussed well, and, you know, makes it all the way to the end of the book, which is one of the things that I have trouble. Like, you know, you, you look for books where the, um, the protagonists don't want kids, but by the end, it's like, it was really because I thought I was barren, but now I can have these kids and I'm going to have five of yours, which, you know, that is a perfectly fine um, stance to take, right? If you think you're barren and discover that you're not, but, you know, but it's also nice to actually find books where people don't want kids and they just continue to not want kids. Yeah. I mean, 
And I actually have one other one later in the show that is also meets this criteria, but I stuck in a different category. So uh, keep listening if this is the thing that you're – that's like a little teaser. Keep listening <laughs> if you're interested in that. But no, you're – and actually um, you're saying the thing about the sort of miracle pregnancy reminded me that there's a, a really good um, Smart Bitches Trashy Books uh, thread – you actually sent me um, that I will post in the show, show notes um, of folks recommending books along these lines. We haven't read all of them, obviously, but right. uh, you're welcome to poke around and hopefully find something that's a good fit. Absolutely. Uh, all, right. all right. You want to read this question? I can read this question. So Michelle asked, what are your favorite under the radar contemporary reads for 2018? Great books that didn't blow up on social media or that you wish more people knew about. Um, so for me, there is an author that I only discovered this year that I was sad to only discover this year because she has a pretty a lengthy backlist that it's going to take me a while to get through because each of her books is like a week's worth of book hangover and you just have to prepare yourself and then like cool down afterwards. Um, and that's Roan Parish. Mm. And the first book that I read of hers was Riven. And I actually read it when I was home from work sick one day and I read it in one sitting and felt better. <laughs> wow. So this that statement is not FDA approved. It's not FDA approved, but you know, but you never know. <laughs> take it for what it is. Take it for what it is. The healing powers of Roan Parish. The healing you know, Ron, if you if you ever happen to listen to this, that should be your new tagline. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter bio. <laughs> <laughs> so Riven is the first book in a new series by her um and it's about a rock star um because you know i love my rock stars mm -hmm. um rock star theo decker doesn't really like being a rock star he doesn't like being stopped in the street and having no privacy and not being able to just go for a walk or go to a bar um without being known or seen or anything like that and he meets he's he's like walking down the street because he like puts on a hat and thinks it's incognito and walks around in the middle of the night because that's the only time he's free and he happens to hear some music coming from a bar and he walks in and listens to the music and when the guitarist stops he you know introduces himself kind of um and meets Caleb who is our love interest and they have a great night of talking and doing other things and then they split up potentially never to see each other again but well because Theo's going on world tour <laughs> sure so you know it's like ah you live here I'm leaving the country you know yeah um mm -hmm. But when Theo comes back, he decides he has to find this guy. And the majority of the book is about what happens after he finds him. And both of them are such broken people. Um, I hate to use that term, but really, they just they they need therapy. Um, and they like the. Ron Parrish has a way with words. Like, the story is really simple, um, 
But the way that it's built out and the phrasing that she uses and the way that she writes, like you're just sucked in and the words seep into your soul. And it's just one of those things, right? Um, So to get back to answering the question, I am not (laughs) sure how how broadly um, Riven was discussed outside of my circle. even within it, it wasn't heavily discussed. So I'm guessing that it's probably an underrated book as far as contemporary romance is concerned. Um, her second book in this series, Rend, just came out and I read it uh, a couple weeks ago and it's just as lovely with more people who need therapy and beautiful words and lots of tears. But um and if that's not a uh, equation for romance success, I don't know what is. <laughs> it's also the first book I've read in a while that features a married couple. Mm. And uh, um, and I've actually been, like, invested. Like, for some reason, married couples aren't always my thing. Um, but this one, I was like, I gotta get to the end. What happens? Um, so, Yeah. Riven by Roan Parrish is my recommendation. <laughs> and then the one that for the folks that, cause that's another thing that people sometimes ask about the one that features the married couple is Rend. Rend. Yes. Got it. Well, we will link to both in the show notes. Um, that, yeah, those are lovely recommendations. I like that. So it, like Jess was kind of talking about, it's hard to know exactly what's uh, under the radar in the world when so much of your Twitter feed is romance in the uh-huh. romance world. Um, I feel like thirsty by Mia Hopkins, which we've talked about on the show a couple of times is I would have liked to have seen it get more awards, well, anyway, like best of list mm-hmm. um, recognition than it did because it was absolutely one of my top five favorite books that I read this year. And I think just like a, it's a, we've talked about it before, so I won't get into it, but it was just like a really Really fantastic read. If you haven't picked up um, Thirsty by Mia Hopkins, please do, because I think the next one hopefully will be coming out soon. Um, mm-hmm. I was really mad when I found out that the sequel wasn't coming out for like a year, and then I realized it was because she was having a baby. I was uh-huh. like, oh, okay, that's fair. That's, that's acceptable, yeah. Um, but the book that I picked actually, I think, is one of those books that doesn't get as much recognition as it should because of the timing. I'm pretty sure this book came out in early November, like just earlier this month. Mm-hmm. Um we're recording on November 29th, and that book is Tika Chance on Me by Suleika Snyder. Um, Tika is spelled like the uh, Indian dish, Tika <laughs> Masala, or, you know, etc. Um, T-I-K-K-A. Um, because the heroine in this book is Pinky, is her name, which is an amazing name for a heroine <laughs> in a romance book, uh, is the bartender at her parents' Indian food restaurant. And she is um, she's in her, like, mid mid-late 20s, uh, and the hero, whose name is Trucker, um, is actually, I'm going to read you the first paragraph of this book because it explains exactly why it is so compelling. (laughs) Trucker Kerrigan was six feet three inches of pure unadulterated trouble. I knew it. He knew it. Everyone in town knew it. And then it just goes on to continue to explain all of the many reasons why Trucker Kerrigan is bad news, (laughs) which as you can probably imagine, means that uh, he and Pinky get very close very quickly. Um, So he is the quote-unquote enforcer of the local motorcycle club, although it turns out the he is the local enforcer or is he is the sort of question there um he is like super excited about captain america and marvel universe trivia Uh 
Um, and they are people, they knew each other as kids. It's a small town in, um, oh gosh, now I can't remember where because I, oh, Indiana. It's in small town, Indiana. Um, they are people who probably should have nothing to do with each other. And eventually the circumstances come around to indicate that they legitimately, genuinely probably should not definitely can't be together. Like there's Mm -hmm. a pretty overwhelming obstacle for them to do that. And, um, it's a relatively short book. It's probably more novella length than novel length, which might be another reason that uh, Tika Chance on Me didn't get as much recognition as it should have. Um, but it is steamy and the stakes are high and the writing is great. And it's just a it's a good, quick read um, that will make you want to read more about these people, even though uh, th- like there were actually moments in this book, Jess, where I was like, wait, is this one of those publishers that requires a happy ever after because i don't know if this is going to work out (laughs) i don't think it's going to work don't worry you guys it does work out uh so anyway my um under the radar pick for uh 2018 is take a chance on me by suleika snyder you know i own both of those books and i have not yet read them so i know what i'm doing in the near future you have some holiday plans now yes absolutely um even though I have a full advent calendar of Christmas novellas to read. If you read yeah. Kissing Books, you know yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. Side note, this episode <laughs> is sponsored by Kissing Books. Uh, go subscribe if you have not already. <laughs> um, I will read our next book because we actually sort of failed Marion, who asked this question. But we're hoping that all of you will not. So Marion uh, sent me a note um, over Instagram saying, I've been looking up and down for a romance book that the main protagonist is Dominican-American. Um, and she talks a little bit about the relatability of those characters. Uh, and then she said that she would truly appreciate it if we could recommend that book. And if not, any good fantasy recommendation would do. So I have to tell you, Marion, we asked our uh, Book Riot channel. We both searched some of the books that we thought might have Dominican um, protagonists, and we could not put our finger on one, although I swear I read one recently. I just can't figure out what it is. So we are putting that request out into the One in Romance world. If the hive mind has any um, great uh, recommendations, that would be great. Uh, Jen Northington, who is... um, one of the wonderful staff at Book Riot mentioned that uh, Lydia San Andreas is Dominican, although she clarified that the one book that Jen has read by her was set in a fictional island, so not actually set in the DR, but the author is Dominican. So that's, again, that's Lydia San Andreas. Um, so we are hoping that somebody else can help us figure out the Dominican recommendation, and if they do, we will talk about it on a future show. Uh, but we do have fantasy wrecks. Do you want me to go first, Jess, or you want to go first? Um, I can go first. All right. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so um, one of one of mine, which I might have mentioned on um, When in Romance before, I know I've mentioned it on Kissing Books, is Highland Dragon Warrior. Um, and I've just forgotten the author's name by Isabel. <laughs> um, crap, what's her last name? I don't know. Let me find it for you. Isabel Cooper. Oh, See, yeah. I knew I would remember. Um, this is what happens when you don't write things down. And it is the first book. And what is what I discovered after I read it was a prequel series to a Victorian series um, w- in the same family line, I guess. Um, and so it's not high fantasy, but it is historical fantasy, which and featuring war uh, dragons and mages and 
alchemists and all of that kind of thing. So this one is features Sophia Metzger, who is a French Jewish alchemist in early medieval Scotland, which is awesome. Um, that is amazing. Uh, and she's traveled to uh, the hero Cathal's castle to acquire a dragon scale which she needs for one of her alchemy projects um and he's like yeah you'll get a scale i'll give you one if you help me out my friend is legit disappearing like he's in a bed upstairs and he is turning invisible disappearing so yeah that's again the stakes are high (laughs) the stakes are high um so you know, she's like, all right, I'm on it. So Sophia starts her alchemy to try to figure out what's going on with the disappearing man and the dragon hero and his family are all having their own kinds of drama. And there's um, some drama happening from the border featuring a mage that is um, interesting so okay can i be honest with you i don't know what a mage is um he's like a warlock i guess okay all right um and you know he's got intense power and can do things from long distances so sure they're not anywhere near him but he's doing some powerful stuff and sophia is the one who has to fight him um and the most interesting thing about this book is that while the dragon is the hero there is very little like action in this book there's a lot Hmm. of very like intellectual sciencey um magician mage kind of conflict that you know also allows Sophia to be kind of like the savior of it all. Um, So that's Highland Dragon Warrior by Isabel Cooper. And the, it's all, it's the first in the trilogy. They're all out. So. Perfect. Uh, Yeah. That it satisfies O'Neill's razor, which is uh, Jeff O'Neill, our, um, one of our editors rule that he won't start a series unless all of the books are out because otherwise it's too frustrating. Um, so satisfies O'Neill's razor. Uh, so you might be able to tell from my, in, you know, ineptitude around the term mage that fantasy is not a thing that I read a ton of. It's not a thing that I'm an expert in, but I came up with a couple of fantasy recommendations that are probably more different from each other than any two books that you could read in that we're recommending today. Just in case, depending on, you know, where Marion or other folks fall uh, about their fantasy preferences. So the first one is a book that is, some people would call this book romance, other people would call it contemporary fiction with a heavy romance element. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, there is a love story. Uh, and it is uh, called Firebirds by Susanna Kersley. Um, the Winter Sea is another book by her that uh, folks may be, it's, it might be a little bit more famous, but she has um, really sort of lovely covers that are kind of these abstract almost watercolor style prints but they're great so anyway this particular book um is kind of so i think of it as fantasy because there is some time jumping there's some psychic abilities nicola who is the heroine can um touch an object and experience the kind of uh history and past of some of the people that have touched that object. So she works in, um, I think like museums or auctions or some sort of, uh, antique kind of world. And she gets her hands on an object that 
takes her back uh, into, you know, it was a couple of hundred years ago. And so you see that storyline that's happening in the past, but also the storylines happening in the present. I always recommend this book as a, like an outlander style fantasy. So sort of an outlander read alike. Mm-hmm. Um, it go, does go back and forth and the, the, hero and heroine in both storylines are not the same. So it's, it's not, uh, it's not actually outlander, but it does have um, some of those time jumping elements because when she gets her hands on this artifact and starts to see the history of it and where it has been, she goes and finds her ex boyfriend who has even stronger psychic powers than she does to accompany her to Europe and figure out the history of this object and figure out where they can, you know, find uh, the greater, larger, other object that they might be looking for. And anyway, so they're going back and forth in time and um, it's like I said, two different love stories and it, it all works out. Um, so again, that's the, that's Firebird by Susanna Kersley. So that's that kind of fantasy. My other fantasy wreck is very different. It is called <laughs> uh, pack challenge by Shelley Lawrenston. And this is the book that I was talking about where in the hero and heroine also uh, don't want to have children. So if you're trying to check that box on your list, uh, that's a good one. So Sarah is um, a an orphan in her late 20s. Uh, her awful grandmother has just died, so she should be excited about it because her grandmother was awful. But um, she is dealing with a lot of pain from an old injury that she's had, and it's getting worse, and she's starting to feel just weird. And at one point in the book, she convinces herself that she's dying. Uh, also, she keeps getting attacked by, like, a bunch of randos from out of town. She's living in small-town Texas, and, like... <laughs> All these weirdos just keep showing up and, like, trying to kidnap her or attack her in other ways. Uh, and so she's, you know, not too sure what's going on. Zach knows exactly what's going on because, yeah. uh, as Zach knows, Sarah is actually part shifter. She does not know that. I guess if you're you're not part shifter, you're probably all shifter. At, at any rate, yeah. she can shift, but she's not doing it yet. So that's why she's... Kind of not all the way there. Um, and Shelley Lornston has just a really fantastic um, humor in her books. Like none of the characters take themselves that seriously. Um, there's a lot of kind of – they're almost like irreverent is kind of the, the term I would use for them. There's mm-hmm. a lot of strength and a lot of energy and a lot of um, – the love scenes in these books are also very steamy uh, in a kind of animalistic way. And you can – take that to mean whatever you would like uh, mm-hmm. or just read the book. But um, yeah, so so it's Sarah and Zach and he's kind of making moves to take over his pack because as shifters, they are people that shift into wolves. They're battling with the people that shift into lions. Like I said, this is not always necessarily my genre, but Shelley Lawrenson is great and um, her books are fun and funny and a completely different kind of fantasy. Um, and part of what made me want to recheck out Shelley Lawrence and stuff is that our good friends over at the SFF. Yeah. Podcast, uh, mm-hmm. Jenna Trifa actually recently did an episode where they did a number of recommendations of science fiction, fantasy books. So you should read the ones that Jess and I recommended, but you should also hop over there. We'll link to it in the show notes and listen to what they had to say. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So those are our uh, fantasy recommendations. And now I think we are doing another ad spot, right? I think it's time to. Jess, I don't know if you know this, but holidays are happier with audiobooks. Are they? And ours, they are, indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, trust me, you're going to need an audiobook to help you with your holiday travels, your errands, your cooking sessions, and all the rest. 
And that is why our second sponsor today is Penguin Random House Audio. So you can make all of those tasks more enjoyable by listening to an audiobook. From bestsellers to thrillers to self-care, you can find the perfect listen for any moment. You should give yourself the gift of audio this holiday season. Celebrate this year with audiobooks and incorporate them into all aspects of your holiday prep, and you will find that you're enjoying the season more than you ever have. I have a feeling that that is definitely true for a lot of us like if you have to be wrapping presents is my big thing that I need someone to distract me and if that person is an audiobook narrator all to the good but like that's the thing there's wrapping presents there's doing cooking there's cleaning there's so much clean I'm not even hosting anything and I feel like I'm cleaning all the time for the holidays so you can let audiobooks be a part of your holiday season with a guide to listening throughout your house whether you are listening with your family in the living room in the kitchen while cooking up delicious meals or baking for that big party later today in the bedroom while you escape the busyness of the day that one's me I don't want to listen out with other people. I will listen by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, PRH Penguin Random House Audio offers a few listening suggestions for every room and then links out to a larger connection or sorry, collection. So give yourself the gift of audiobooks with bestsellers by Debbie McComer and Brene Brown to family favorites like Harry Potter and the Magic Treehouse. You can find your story at penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash book riot, which we will link to in the show notes. Uh, but the website for this actually is really cool because they do have um, just a variety of options and they can tell you like they say where in where in the house you should be listening to what (laughs) Uh, so we will make sure that we are linking to that in the show notes also Uh, and you can pick your room in the house where you want to listen and find out what you should be listening to they've got stuff like uh, crazy rich agents um, by kevin kwan uh, bridge of clay by margus zusak Um, they've got a jacqueline woodson book in here so Go do some exploring and find out what is the perfect audiobook listen for you. Awesome. So thank you so much to them for sponsoring the show. Yes, thank you very much. Um, All right. Even though I've been talking nonstop for like a thousand years, I'm going to read this question just because it's from me. Okay. And um, uh, I think you will be able to answer it, and that is why I'm asking it. So Jess had mentioned that it might be helpful to have some non-book suggestions here. So I designed this question, which I think we all have experienced. I would like to buy a friend of mine who is a romance fan a gift, but I cannot keep track of all of the books that they've read. Jessica, can you suggest something that I could give them that lives in Romance Landia but isn't a book? This is a question from Trisha. Hello, Trisha. Thank you for your question. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so there, I, I've been thinking about this question, and there are a few ways you can go with this. Um, partly depending on your budget and also partly depending on how well you know said friend. Um, The Mm. first thing that I was thinking of, which is a little more expensive, but um, could help you in the future, because maybe they give you what they already have or don't want, um, are subscription boxes. And I was thinking of two in particular. The first is the Ever After box, um, which is um, the first romance specific box that I discovered um they always give you there's it's like two or three books based on a theme and some little knickknacks a couple uh ebooks um and maybe like a, a little sugary thing um and they they run pretty regularly and it's 
not too expensive. You know, it'll run you like twenty or thirty dollars um, for one box, or you can get a year subscription or whatever. Um, but it's it's fun to get because a you get a box and you get to unbox it and you get to see what's there and try to figure out if you can tell the theme. Um, and then you get all these little things that you can keep or put around or whatever you want to do. Um, and so that's the ever after box. Another uh, subscription box that I thought was kind of cool is definitely more for a really good friend um, that you also know will actually appreciate um, getting this box. Because the Body Books Worms box is, it has a book in it. It always comes with a book. Um, But it also includes some things for... uh, Grown-up lady times. Uh, so Grown-up lady times may well be our show title. We'll find out. But I'm seeing now why you are being a little bit more discerning about the Body Bookworms box. <laughs> also, if you're going to uh, have a look at past boxes and all of that in the Body Bookworms shop, please be aware that the website is very not safe for work. Um, so just, just as a heads up there. Um, so So if you're listening to this episode at work, as we hope you are, uh, (laughs) make sure you've got your headphones in and maybe scroll through that another time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Definitely visit that at home by yourself or, you know, in a place where you're comfortable with everyone who can see your computer screen or phone. Uh, (laughs) All right. So, um, another fun non-book rec um, that could work for a friend or someone that you know likes romance, um, but you're not sure to get them is, you know, a nice little fun romance themed thing. Um, and actually Jessica Avery just did a whole list of, um, gifts for your, your, the, the romance reader in your life. And my favorite one was definitely a coffee mug because I drink, tea everywhere um i have like six coffee mugs at work it's wild um and it's the my favorite romance tropes one is is the one that i really enjoy but there are a lot of really fun things on that list um and i think there's also another one of my favorite things to give which is um postcards featuring either actual or um elaborated romance novel covers um and you can find those on like etsy um they're usually like the classic style which i find really fun or like the classic comics romance comics style um yes they're like romance comics were a thing like before superman and they are delightful and dramatic and i love them you should check them out sometime um but anyway the postcards are really fun because people can put them up on their wall in their workspace or at home um and they're just fun to have around and of course one thing that you can always get uh, your romance reading friend is a gift card to a place like the Ripped Bodice, where they can shop to their heart's delight, even if they don't live in Los Angeles. Um, and the their website always has like 
signed books and a huge array of things, some things that they might be able to order print on demand. Um, And they also have a holiday shop open now that has some nice little The Ripped Bodice um, labeled things. And they, too, have um, special boxes, um, holiday-themed boxes. So those are really good ways to um, give bookish but not quite book love to your romance loving friends oh i'm sorry that pause was because i was off buying all of those things sorry <laughs> uh but i will link to them in the show notes the one i didn't get to all of them but the ones uh that i did i well either way i'll link to all of them and i'll on my own time later come back and purchase all of the rest um and as jess mentioned uh jessica avery uh had done a post and she is with us here on book Riot. so we will make sure that we link to that and specifically the my favorite romance trope mug as recommended by jess pride here on one in romance um those are excellent recommendations and i can already feel all of the dollars just sailing out of my wallet gone just gone <laughs> just gone forever that's fine you know we had a good run um you mentioned uh romance comics i think jess in that uh discussion and we will be coming back to that uh because our next question is one that we have gotten a couple of times just sort of offhandedly or it's a conversation that folks have and uh it's a thing that i think we all think about a little bit that um Romance awesome, often has some really fantastic, wonderful love scenes in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, graphic sometimes. I'm not going to go into more detail, not because I'm not thrilled about it, but because we are trying to go for a not explicit rating on this podcast. <laughs> but <laughs> occasionally there are folks who uh, either just aren't interested in reading it or kind of get a little bit bored with the sex scenes and also – Maybe or maybe another reason is that you're introducing so much romance and you're trying to do it a little bit more slowly where they don't necessarily Mm -hmm. jump into a scene with, well, you guys know what the scenes are like. So uh, (laughs) we are going to do a couple of recommendations for romance without uh, explicit sex scenes. Uh, And do you want to start, Jess? Sure. Um, So... uh my usual recommendation for this when someone asks about it um, is His Perfect Partner by Priscilla Oliveris. And Side note, this is another place where Jess stole my recommendation, but it's fine. I'm sorry. I'm not mad. I'm so it's, sorry. I'm not, it's just, no, it's fine. It's so good. It's a great book. And I honestly didn't realize until I finished the book, I went back and was like, there is no sex in this book at all. And I didn't notice and I don't care because it was beautiful and darling and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, his perfect partner uh, by Priscilla Olivares is about a young woman uh, who is back with her family after moving to New York um, to uh, have like try out some, some some um professional life, dancing professional dancing i was like life move on with life skills what is, what, what, I don't, uh, what <laughs> yeah. are words yeah. um so um her she's home with her family she's got um sisters and her dad's there and her name is yasmin um and she is a dance teacher and just absolutely loves this little girl Maria who's in one of her classes but her her, her father 
Maria's father um, is a little hard to track down. Um, he's a busy parent and he's a single parent. So um, the first time they meet, they have words. <laughs> and um, circumstances happen and all of a sudden Tomas really needs Yaz's help taking care of Maria. Um, and the two slowly become kind of friends and you know they they develop this rapport that's just really delightful to watch and Maria is just the greatest um and Yasmin's family is around and uh, you get to know more about them and there's just this amazing dynamic through everyone in the book as the story progresses um once again not high deadly stakes more like elements of the heart that need to be figured out um life choices that need to be made and a little girl that needs to be loved and is definitely loved by both of the adults in her life so um it's just a delightful book with i mean the the slow 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 burn romance just like it doesn't need the sex and it, Priscilla Oliveris just shows that perfectly. Um, so once again, that is his perfect partner. The first in a trilogy, the third mm-hmm. one just came out. Their perfect melody. It just came out on Tuesday. <laughs> so you're, yeah. you're getting a lot of really good three book series here. I hope you're keeping track. Yeah. And I just read these within the last month or so, the first two that are out already. And that was part of the reason that it was on my radar for this, but also just they're good and they're fun and they're family based. And there's actually also a religion element that uh, someday I will do a, a post of books that include a element of religion, but also include sex because, mm-hmm. well, anyway, I'll get into it in the post. But um, yeah, no, those are great. Um, <laughs> but since Jess took mine. I had to move it's no don't apologize because it actually worked out well because I actually moved my Swiss army rack which is let it shine by Alyssa Cole down Mm. to this category um, because sort of again sort of like Jess I didn't really think about the fact that there was no explicit sex in it there's like half a page of (laughs) PG-13 element you know level stuff towards the end but um, by and large this, this is a book that doesn't have a lot of sex in it and it's there's a lot of a lot one of the great things that romance authors do when they are writing love scenes is use them to advance the plot. Mm-hmm. But that can be done in ways that don't require that level of explicit content. Mm-hmm. Um and that's a thing that Alyssa Cole does really well. This is a book that takes place in the civil rights era in the United States, so in the nineteen sixties, and um the heroine is uh Interested, she's a, a young black woman who's trying to um, contribute in whatever way that she can to the cause. And she uh, meets uh, so that's Sophie, and she's you know always been responsible for being very prim and proper and needing to do all the kind of more conventional things. But she feels really strongly about what's going on with the, non- the nonviolent pro- protests that are going on across the south, and she's just she's kind of ready to do something more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she meets uh, Ivan, who is a Jewish boxer. And he is you know, amateur, but he's 
you know, very good at it. And his um, family escaped from Europe before World 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 War II. Uh, <laughs> and he wants to make sure that he is um, involved in the movements that are going on in the United States. And they have this great chemistry and um, at the same time, in the same way that is true in an extraordinary union that Jess talked about earlier, they can't necessarily be together um, mm-hmm. because Ivan is a, a white Jewish man. And so it's, things are a little bit complicated, but they need to figure out how to do it. I love this book. And this is, it's part of the reason that it's one of my Swiss army Rex is that it's, it's relatively short, which is good to introduce people to a genre. Mm-hmm. There isn't a lot of sex, which can be intimidating to people who don't read romance. And it's, it does that thing that we talked about earlier, which is it does more than just kind of be a fun, happy romance. There's more depth to it. I think it does something mm-hmm. interesting um, that not all romance does. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, when you are recommending an author uh, like Alyssa Cole, that, that book again is Let It Shine by Alyssa Cole. Uh, it's possible that many of you have read that. So I also included a book that is the polar opposite of that book uh, <laughs> in a lot of ways. Um, but stick with me. It's a graphic novel called <laughs> My Boyfriend is a Bear. Ah. Um, and it is, let me pull up my author in. So My Boyfriend is, uh, is a Bear is by Pamela Ribbon, and the illustration is by Kat Ferris. And I think the fact that it's a graphic novel is really important because it is literally about a young woman named, well, not young, she's in her 20s, but like a woman named Nora who starts a relationship with an actual bear. A bear. And it sounds ridiculous, you guys, it works really well. Like it's, it's shocking how well it works because he's really sweet and he takes good care of her. And she's dated a lot of garbage humans who are like just awful. And the bear is nice and he like gives good hugs and he can like build shelves and (laughs) sit and like drink beer and watch sports with her friends. And so he's, he doesn't speak like he's not a, um, you know, it's not that kind of a, an animated bear where he can, he mostly says gra, uh, but he gets the point across. And that's, I think why it's really important that this is a, a graphic novel. Mm-hmm. The illustration does a lot of the work, mm-hmm. um, but there's like very real conflict in that. One of her friends is like, not sure about this because her <laughs> friend is dating a bear, but it's the kind of objections that she raises are the ones that we have all heard from our friends when they're not, being super supportive in the way that they should be. Cause her other friend is like, yeah, he's a bear, but you love him. It's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. It's, it sounds a little bit bananas and it's very unconventional, but a lot of the themes and a lot of the sort of challenges that they face feel actually very real. Um, and in a probably smart move, uh, the author and illustrator decide not to include any graphic sex scenes because <laughs> That might be weird. So, yeah. Yeah. So this one is, uh, yeah, the closed door, closed door scenes are, are the way to go for that. But I actually, like, I genuinely honestly recommend you check out, uh, my boyfriend is a bear graphic novel by Pamela ribbon and illustrated by Kat Ferris. And I, I have to second that because I'll tell you, I, Pamela ribbon has this way of presenting you with this idea that like seems like it's completely ridiculous and then you're like all in your feelings over your lunch in a in a conference room with a wall of windows and you don't know what to do with yourself no i am not speaking from experience not at all i mean (laughs) what else has she she written other stuff that you know just 
Um, she she was one, if not the writer on Slam, which is a lovely story about um, roller derby folks. Oh. Um, and that one that one is very much a friend man's, um, but oh. it it's also very feelingsy, and I I love it. <laughs> nice. Um, all right. Well, we've gotten to our final question. Uh, I will let you read this one. Okay. Um, I have a friend who won't read romance, but loved all of the romance movies she saw this year. Crazy Rich Asians, To All the Boys I've Loved Before, Love, Simon, all of those. So I want to use that as a way to get her to give romance books a try. Any suggestions for what I should try? This is from Chrissy. Yeah. And I will. So I'll start this one. Um. Because I put the burden on you multiple times. Uh, <laughs> but when I was thinking about romances that sort of have the same feel as uh, big screen movies, uh, the first one that I thought of is Think of England by K.J. Charles. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a historical romance. There's some elements of suspense to it. So Archie is a uh, soldier. He came back um, having suffered significant loss um, overseas as he was, uh, you know, doing battle. Um, and it takes place in England. And he, Archie's kind of wondering if, like, maybe something weird was going on. Like, maybe (laughs) there was a conspiracy of some kind, or he feels like he should not have lost the friends that he lost, or um, he just kind of has a sense that something else is going on. Mm -hmm. So he goes to, he gets invited to this, like, weird, I don't know, this is a thing I think that happens in historical romance. He gets (laughs) invited to this, like, week-long sort of gathering at Mm -hmm. someone's country estate um Uh and yeah exactly right (laughs) you guys couldn't see the look on jess's face but it was very like oh well maybe we should all be going to country estates for a week and solving conspiracies uh but he gets there and he meets all of the people who like again mostly he doesn't know them but he goes to their house for a Mm -hmm. long i don't know it's in 2018 it seems strange but it works in the book trust Mm -hmm. me um so he meets daniel who is uh sort of out of place as far as archie can tell in this whole book like he in this whole scene rather he is um you know described as being like decadent and foreign and you know quote from the uh, description on goodreads all too obviously queer Mm -hmm. um and he is a poet and like he's just like i'm not exactly sure how archie ends up in this situation i also have no idea how daniel ends up in this situation but he does (laughs) and the two of them both think that the other people involved in this weekend are somehow involved in this conspiracy. And so they're trying to figure it out and trying to solve it. Um, but there is, there's suspense, there's romance, there's history, there's the suspense of them trying to solve the mystery, but there's also the suspense of the fact that they can't be in a same sex relationship at this time and in this place in in, you know, early 1900s England. Mm-hmm. And so at one point they get, caught in sort of a uh they're trying to discuss what they think might be going on with the conspiracy and they're kind of caught together and they decide to actually lean into the same-sex relationship side of it because the conspiracy side of it is even more dangerous so anyway it's a fantastic great story and uh it is 100 worth checking out and should be a movie because it isn't yet. So someday soon. Um, the other book that I'll just mention really quickly, because we talked about it last time when Rebecca Weatherspoon, uh, our lovely guest was on our show is so sweet, which is more in the rom-com stylings of, uh, 
you know, the movies that came out this year, it is uh, a young woman um, in her early 20s who is short on cash and whose roommate suggests that she go be someone's sugar baby, go and um, start a relationship with an older man who is willing to pay her bills because he's very wealthy. And she turns out to meet not one of those men, but a different older man who is very, very, very wealthy, uh, who owns the company who started sugar babies. And (laughs) it's just lovely and fluffy and fun and delightful and so, so sweet by Rebecca Weatherspoon is another one that you should check out. If you have loved the romance movies that were on screen this year. (laughs) Um, my recommendation for this, I only have one, sorry. Um, is a, a book that, also just really needs to be a movie. It has all of the beats of a great romantic comedy. And that is trade me by Courtney Milan. Um, honestly, that whole series, even though it's still in progress could be a collection of films. Um, but it's got sort of some, some of the elements besides having an Asian heroine, um, of the others. So trade me is about a young woman and she's, um, a college student. So she's pretty young. Um, her name is Tina and she goes off one day on her classmate who is a millionaire who decided to finally go back to college after, um, taking over the family business. So he's talking about things that happen as far as class. And she's like, you try being uh, a poor immigrant college student and things happen. And what happens? They end up actually trading spaces, not completely because like, I don't think Blake could actually survive living the way that Tina does. And Tina doesn't want quite as much money all the time that Blake has. Um, but they, they trade living arrangements and, um, jobs. Like it's, it's all kinds of things. Um, and of course they, they keep in contact with each other because, you know, they, they, they like each other. They don't hate each other completely. Um, but the things just like, uh, they don't hate each other completely. Jess, does that mean that <laughs> That maybe sparks will fly. Sparks might fly. Mm-hmm. They might. Um, and, you know, things just spiral out of control. Things happen unexpectedly. Blake's father is hilarious. Um, a lot of people, like, are off-put by him, but I absolutely love him and love the fact that Courtney Milan has actually given us short stories featuring his father. Um, and, you, you know, there it's technology is involved and uh there's just there's so many good things about this book that could would really draw in someone who really loved the varying elements that go into um the way that crazy rich asians um love simon and to all the boys i've loved before really work themselves out um so that was trade me by courtney milan and i think that is our last recommendation for today ah yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot of books to keep track of. This was more book wrangling than I think we've done in the past, but it was a lot of fun. So all of you should not hesitate to continue to let us know if you are looking for recommendations. Absolutely. Um, and in the meantime, read Pride. Read Pride. We'll talk to you about it next time. Yeah, by E.B.'s boy. Um, yeah, watch for And if you have thoughts or, or comments or questions about it, just send those our way too. Um, 
And yeah, we'll be back talking about some news things as well, because some news things have happened. Uh, We we cannot do them today. But um, we hope that if you are celebrating, uh, you know, winter holidays, that that's going great for you. And if you are not, then you are enjoying all the sales that accompany them. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I think that's it for us for now. Right, Jess? That is we can tell people yeah we always forget so i am on instagram at trisha haley brown i am on twitter also at trisha haley brown but brown has no o because once again in a shocking turn of events twitter has character limits of course it does and i am on instagram at jess underscore is underscore reading and on twitter at jess reading all one word <laughs> no <laughs> underscores no underscores so, that will be in our show notes as well so if you need to get in touch with us feel free to do that either way Uh, In the meantime, happy reading. Happy reading. 